What's up, everybody? How you doing? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 96 for May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2020. I'm Steve Wichel in New Orleans. Tony B, coming to you live from the Knowledge Shed. And Chonk is here already. He said hello, guys. So Chonk is early. So Very no, nice. No problems with the with the uh, Chonk getting the, getting the feed. As soon as we're live. So, good, 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 good. He's on that horse right out of the gate, baby. Right out of the gate. Episode 96 of the Wisdom Hour, brought mm. to you by... Corona Beer for Cinco de Mayo. Pop open a Corona. Stephen Tony's Outdoor Adventureland. And... Happy Ta- Cinco de Mayo. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. What's happening? What's happening in Cinco de Mayo land? Uh, I don't know. I I just really realized it was Cinco de Mayo just when I was saying it's May fifth. Like, oh, okay. Because Cinco de Mayo doesn't mean squat when you're not out partying, right? Or playing. Right, partying or playing. It's just another day. It's May the fifth. May the fifth, yo. What are you been doing? What do you do today? Uh, what I do today. I did more today than I've done in the last few days, I think. <clears throat> That's always good. Yeah. Do you know why? Because you didn't do too much the past couple of days? Do you know why I didn't do too much for, for the past couple of days? I, I do not want to. You why don't? Really? I thought I told you. I know I told you. I, had, I know you went to the emergency room. I did on Friday. I, I had a, 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 a procedure that had to be taken care of, that had a, a procedure, a, a situation that needed to be rectified. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I can laugh about it now because I'm not in so much pain anymore. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> I had a, I had to have a minor surgical procedure done on Friday, and it was probably the most un- unpleasant experiences, one of the most unpleasant experiences of my life, for sure. Not fun, no bueno. Um, and as a result, I had to spend uh, most of the weekend off of my feet resting. And I did that Saturday. I did basically nothing but watch TV. And Sunday, I can't do that for too long, though. So Sunday I did started, and then I was like, I got to be productive. I got to do some things. So I did some things, like cleaning stuff around the house, doing laundry or whatever. I made myself some food and did some some CBC work a little bit. Um, and I'm starting daily now, getting back into the groove of things. But boy... Not fun. <laughs> well, you know, the mental struggles of when you get the reduction surgery, 
it's like, should I have done it? Should I not have done it? It's going to be more practical. It's just, it might be better this way. And, and then you realize that it really is better. I know. More manageable. Yeah, because it gets in the way, you know? It just gets in the way of everything. Yeah. But speaking from experience, you know, the second time was definitely faster healing <laughs> than the first for me. You just, uh, you so needed you, more. You're in good shape. You'll be in good shape shortly. Oh, good. Kill pun intended. Thank you. You're all right. Yeah. Uh, With them, what's going on down there? Other than that kind of stuff, what have you been working on? I, uh, I don't know. I I haven't really been working on anything until last night, that I sent Chunk a little video. I don't know if he got it yet. He's going to tell me now, now, whether he got it or not. Um, <clears throat> I I'm kind of got it. I've got it. I, I I think I'm what I'm finally doing is kind of addressing the elephant in the room with the website. Um, how I'm feeling because I, I I took a look at it from a different perspective last night, and first of all, most people that engage with Facebook, us on Facebook or on the website, do it on their phones. Uh, even now, even when you know a lot of people are home, they still peruse the internet on their phones, on their mobile devices. More than half of the people, that's what they do. And when I'm viewing the website or working on it, I'm always, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time I'm doing it on my computer. So I'm not really getting the user experience, you know. Because um, you're not using it on the same platform. Cause, yeah, because I'm not checking it on my phone. And I've 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 known that. Um, well, Chong said he got it, but he hasn't watched it. But I'm going to kind of talk about it here. But you, you'll still want to watch it. Um, so I just I I did that last night. Um, I was like, all right, let me just kind of shut off my eyes to the whole computer part of this and go on my phone and and look, go through the website and look and see see how it is for people on their phones, what, what the user experience is like. And I just noticed, I just saw things that I, I already knew that I needed to change, but now it was in front of my face. So I'm like, okay, this has got to be the area of focus. If I really want to build this thing up, because everything's changed in the music industry, and, you know, it, there, it's got to be current. It's got to be fresh. It's got to be relevant to people in order for, me to get the kind of traffic that I want to get. Um, and there's stuff on there that's just not, that I just have to admit at now that it's like, this doesn't work. And I have to be able to get rid of it and not be afraid to change stuff. It, perhaps, Constantly evolving. Yeah, for perhaps even drastically. Because it's, it's hard when you, when you have a creation, even though it's, you know, it's a combination of me and Chunk creating this thing, it's still you're just closer to it. It's harder to be to have that objective point of view, and 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 harder to let go of some things, you know, because it's your baby, you know. So, so I, I really kind of, for the first time in a long time, took an honest look at at what the website is, and by looking at it on my phone, and just okay, I'm going to start at right right at the beginning, basically the the front of it, what what people see if they just go to the domain. And start there, and and then just dig deeper into the whole thing, and make it make it so it's 
fun and useful for everybody and there's no uh, there's no uh dead areas in there so so that's something chalk and i are going to have to dis discuss um but i think it's really important to kind of trim off the edges that are, are not useful you know what i mean yeah i think the more difficult part is like you said coming to recognize that those shortcomings the things that you've you know grown out of no longer relevant things that just don't fit anymore um you know but embracing it like it's exciting that you're going to create now new content you know and it, it is going to evolve and be something different and it's the same platform of uh thought you know you just have to tailor it now to like you said to different user experiences primarily on their phone yeah yeah and like chong just said all killer no filler and, and that, that's ex exactly it um, yeah, you have to be willing to like for instance th there's a forum on there and I've really wanted to make that thing happen but I also admittedly have not put much work into it at all as far as going into it as the user first user experience first to see how it would be for me and uh, <clears throat> also thinking of ways to to modify it now I'm not I'm not necessarily giving up on it but I have to take a look at it from that point of view and I and it's really shame on me for not doing this sooner with with a lot of this stuff um, <clears throat> just just because yeah you need that you need that user experience point of view in order to know what to do and what's working what's not working because if, if a lot of people aren't giving you feedback which most people don't some people will just be like yeah it looks cool <laughs> no, that's that's it <laughs> right you know, you know and most people don't care and they don't have the time they just want to know you know that they have content that's useful to them um, so it's got everything everything on there has to be that so I I'm willing to let go of some things if, if need be and uh, uh, yeah so I, I, it really did feel good uh, like you said last night when I when I was looking at that I'm like it is an opportunity for a really kind of a just a fresh rehaul start again and not not anything too major drastic but just yeah just a little tidying up take the garbage out 2.0 wash the wash the windows and that's, that's something i did over the last week too i have these two patio doors here in in each uh bedroom and they're just sliding glass doors and i never wash them they just get all dusty and stuff and i'm just like eh, whatever yeah. and, and then the other day i just i washed them i'm like wow makes such a difference <laughs> in my view to the outside world so right here yeah i'm not looking through you know dust and dirt on the and smudges and bird poop on the windows i'm looking through a nice shiny clean glass and it it, it does it brightens up the outside it brightens up the inside it's like yeah now i need to do that in other things but it, it is interesting you've probably talked about things like that before where it's if you, you clean your insides, you clean your outside world, you clean your inside world, or vice versa, something like that. Yeah, or you clean the lens at which you look at the world. Yeah. So, uh, so, I'm, so I'm feeling good about that idea. Or you go on lockdown this. for like, you know, 52 days and start doing stuff. No, it's crazy. But I, I think, like you've said, too, about taking this opportunity of this time to, and then, you know, once you're back out and everything's back to, quote-unquote, normal, 
then you can be a, a, a changed person. And, and this is this is really a golden opportunity for me to to make this this thing happen. It, it's got to be. It's got to be current, you know, it's just got to be a, a current thing relative relevant for the times and the things that are people people are going through and um it's got to always be that way it always has to change and evolve because that's uh you always need new stuff to keep people interested and engaged you know yeah so i don't that's know why it's evolution brother you know yeah i don't have all the answers but i know that that's the direction to go Things are always changing, you know. You got to constantly be having new stuff and switching it up. And even if you look on different media platforms, even now with live streaming, you know, everyone's mixing it up. It's not, it's not the same thing, you know. It's something different every time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the world we live in, man. Huh? It's the world we live in. Yeah, that that's evolving quickly too. The whole live streaming thing. A lot more people like Chunk did it too. He did a. a video of his band where everybody's in a square and, yeah and uh you know they're all they all recorded their own parts in their uh social socially distant place and uh and yeah the live streaming thing a lot of people are getting a lot more creative where people are doing it in studios with multi-camera shoots uh there was it wasn't this past weekend because this past weekend i was on a potato on the couch um but uh th the weekend prior a lot of people were doing that kind of live stream, especially on Friday night or and or Saturday night, the, the multi-camera live stream. And it looks pro, you know? And some people are, you know, real good. And it comes across, it, you have great lighting, you have great sound, um, then it's, you know, that's it. That's what you want to be doing. Did you see the uh, Anthrax doing Free Will? I saw that it was there. I didn't watch it, though. Yeah, that was very well done too. Was it? Yeah, yeah, Anth it's killer. Anthrax, they're still playing, huh? Dude, yeah, they're all and they're killing it. And like Charlie Benante, drummer, is like his drum set was like it's like set up in his living room with like a window behind him with like vertical blinds on it. He's wailing out. They're all like in their house just chilling. Is it Joey Belladonna singing? Or you don't know? I don't know. It's I think it's um, I don't know. You have to watch it. <laughs> is it the guy with the high <laughs> Joey Belladonna was the original high pitched voice yeah yes. he was the original th singer in Anthrax and then he left and it was uh, some other guy who was pretty good too but Joey Belladonna was he was Anthrax um, and yeah, then he, then he came back to the band so I don't know if he was still in it or, or what um, that's cool paying homage to Rush yes it was very cool a friend of mine did and I didn't even watch it. And again, shame on me for that. I have to go back and watch it. I know how to find it. Because we, we were talking about this. A friend of mine did YYZ by himself. He did all the parts. And I haven't w gone and watched it. But uh, he's a uh -huh. very good musician. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see him playing Neil Peart's part. Because I, I know he's a good drummer, but I don't know if he's a Neil Peart good drummer. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I should should have done that when I saw it. It's so much. It's so but much. It's an overload of information every, every day, of stuff. It's saturation. 
Satch City. Yeah. And it looks like, like people are getting back to trying to get back to opening the country soon. Normal, like life. Everybody's very anxious to do that. Yet there's more people dying. So I don't really understand what's going on. It's really very bizarre. It's still going. It's what? It's still going. Like, you know, up here in New Jersey, I think it was still 2,000 something new cases today. Yeah. So it's still thousands of, of new cases every day and, and still hundreds of people dying. Yeah, and they're saying that the the, the people dying, it's going to increase. But now everybody wants to stop social distancing and just go out and go to restaurants. Oh, wait, wait, I, I don't. I don't get it. I like what's the big deal about going to a restaurant? Why what's so great about it? I mean it's fun. It's a nice thing to do once in a while for an occasion or or you know, for an occasion. But do you you can cook at home. You don't you don't have to you don't need to go to a public place to eat in order to eat. But I think a lot of people struggle socially with not like they they have they're drawn to be out, you know, or they conduct business out, or they're just accustomed to being out all the time. Yeah, and that's they're true. Just not okay with being home or having to be stuck home, you know. Yeah, and I do feel for the the, the workers, obviously the bars and and the restaurants and all that, um, they're they're getting screwed because of this even reopening because reopening they're still having to do the social distancing thing and they're just n- you're just not going to get as many customers as you normally would so it's it's th- they're still going to be hurting um it's going to take a little bit of time for people to get comfortable going back out again you know i just don't understand the lack of patience man why can't it hasn't been two months it hasn't been two months since we we were all told to stay home no, not yet. It has you are correct? We can't wait eight weeks and just be patient. Just be like, oh, this seems bad. We should probably just to be on the safe side. We should probably just listen to the doctors and stuff and stay home. Oh, we're starting to see that. Like as soon as they start to, you know, release some of the quarantine structuring around letting people start to get together and start opening up parks and stuff, you know, and you start to see it really does affect the curve, you know, staying, everyone staying isolated is what's containing it, you know, and stopping it from spreading. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a a meme. I think it was today. I saw a meme of people walking with an umbrella and it's pouring rain and they're under the umbrella that are like, well, you know, it's dry. No need for this anymore. (laughs) <laughs> toss away the umbrella. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I get it. it people, I, I kind of get it. I get that people are stir crazy. Um, but I don't get the lack of patience giving, given the, the, the consequences. Right. And I just watched a documentary the other day on the Spanish flu yesterday I watched it because I didn't know a whole lot about it I knew a little bit but I really wanted to learn what what, what happened a hundred years ago and you know there were waves there was a first wave I'm not gonna get into the whole thing but there was a first wave and that died down and then 
everybody got complacent and there was a, a huge second wave that was way worse than the first wave because everybody right. was just like, oh, all right, you yeah, know, everything's fine. It's like probably a- akin to a hurricane passing over when you didn't have, before you had radar and, you know, it's all windy and crazy and stormy and then all of a sudden it just dies out and you think, oh, I guess that's over. And then the other eye wall hits you. Yep. So, uh, yeah. But we'll see. You know, people have to be diligent about, you know, maintaining, you know, etiquette and, like you said, wearing a mask and keeping social distancing. And, but they you know, they're talking about staggering people going back to work, different shifts, you know, different days. Some people work from home on this day, going on these days. This way it's offset, you know? Yeah. I mean, if people are already not practicing good etiquette though that what i see when i go out anyway um i'm sure it's different in different places but uh but it doesn't i mean a virus doesn't care about the place it's at or the people it's affecting and uh no it just wants to go just go time wants to go like i uh, if people want to go out and take a chance, roll a dice, go ahead. I I want to stay away from it and watch and see what happens first. See, oh, let me see what happens to all you guys first before I go out there and do that. Because um, I can be patient. I have stuff to do, too, anyway. Um, however, my band is planning a do, to do a live feed thing next week. And I heard first about it last night, I think, and then confirmed today. And uh, that's cool. How you, get, you guys gonna zoom into it? No, no, it's live. We're gonna get together and play and do a live. And where, where are you gonna do that? A rehearsal studio? It's no. It's a, a art venue. I forget what it's called, uh, but it's it's. Not not specifically designed for bands, but it has a stage and stuff. Um, cool. And uh, but we have to provide all the stuff, all the sound, uh, right? So PA amps everything, and the camera and the camera and like how we're going to live stream. They're just providing the venue basically for us. Um, so I'm on the fence about it, man. Um, I've agreed to do it. But I'm still on the fence about it, how I feel about it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I maybe it's just because I've played so much over the last 10 years. I'm not dying to get out and play. I'm not. I don't feel it at all. Like I used to feel that urge. Like, I got to get out and play. I don't feel it. And well, it'd be fun to play that at least that once. What once? You know, for the live stream. I have. Well, it. W- are you saying it would be fun? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because it's not going to be like a, a daily thing, right? Right. It's going to be. Like you have to do it, and then you probably won't play it for a little while again, and then you just start gigging again, or maybe you will do another one. You know, right. a month I, down I mean, the road. Yeah. 
Yeah, like we go in and do it and play, and we'll have the band will sound good and we'll have fun. I'm a little concerned about the the execution of the live stream because I don't know that we have somebody who who knows how to how to get it all done, and uh, and the sound issue. I, I it's going to be. It's it's well, going to be commandeering all of that. That's the thing. It's it's there's nobody r- really um, in control of this situation. Although it seems that we do have at this point all the all, all the, f- the 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 things in place that we need. So sound, um, <coughs> a way to shoot. Um, although it's not the best way to do it, it's a way to to do the Facebook Live. Uh-huh. Um, I it's because what I'm feeling is, is the social distancing thing. I I I would be going against what I really believe, which is that we should be staying home. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm not really afraid to get sick, but I I'm I'm not sure that I'm not sick because I over the last week I've had a fever twice. And it may be because of this other thing that I had to have taken care of, but I, I don't know. There's just, I, I haven't been tested. I, I don't know um, if I should. And, you know, if if it's still in, in me and I'm asymptomatic, but I'm passing it off to other people, then I, I, I don't feel good about that. So... Well, are you guys going to be masked up for the video? Uh, no, I, I, no, I doubt it because I don't think that the, the majority of the people in that band are are of the same mind as I am. I think they're more like, "Screw it, let's go play." And you know, this virus is nothing; it's no big deal. It's you know, let's everything's fine. It's a conspiracy. Blah blah blah. Things like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm fairly certain that's what the other people think um, and I I don't agree hmm. but I am a member of the band and, and I I agreed to do it and I could always get somebody else to do it but I think I think at this point I, I would need to it just feels like it's going against what I believe <coughs> and you know we're it's supposed to be next Thursday which would be uh Fourteenth, May fourteenth. Um, Tuesday, you said. Next Thursday, May fourteenth. So, okay. a lot can happen in, in that time too. Like if 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 these deaths really start to ramp up even more, then yeah, we got we got to question things like that. Doing that, or just I, I don't know. Maybe I'll wear. Maybe I will wear a mask. If I'm really sure. concerned, because that is yeah. what it is, is protecting other people. So who cares right. what they think? Um, I would just have to have a cool mask, though. I don't have a cool With mask. skull teeth on it or something. Yeah, something cool. I don't have anything to do that. Oh, maybe I do. Actually, I think mm-hmm. I have a T-shirt with something like that that is no longer fits me. <laughs> I could... <laughs> I could cut it up and make it a, a cool mask out of it. Yeah, there you go. And I have my—I haven't shaved since this whole thing. I got the quarantine beard. 
So I got a lot of facial hair going on. Nice. And I think, yeah, I'll have the mask on. I got my facial hair. I'm going to wear sunglasses and a hoodie. Grizzly Witchell, Unibomber. So, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Nobody could recognize me. Nobody can, anyway. I don't know. I, I'm Drop these sure. bombs everywhere. Do, do, do. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm sure it'll be fun. I, I, I waver back and forth. I'm like, am I being paranoid? Like, can't, should I just go out and be like, screw it? You know, obviously I'm not going to get sick. Or. I'd go out and be smart, you know, don't touch stuff, don't touch your face, wash your hands, have some hand sanitizer, you know, keep distance from people. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you do those things, I think you're fine, you know? Yeah. Going into like 7-Eleven, some guy sneezing on you, that sort of stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Definitely no good. No bueno, no brother. Good. Yeah. I don't have a 7-Eleven. You heard it here first, kids. No bueno. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's It seems like it's going to happen. So uh, we'll do it. I, I, I just really want to make sure that if we're going to do this, let's do it right. Because it's not only a live stream, it becomes a recorded video. As soon as you're done, it's there. It's a recorded yeah. show. So people can go back and watch it and critique it and rewind it and blah 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 so um it's got to be good we got it we gotta because I, I was trying we, we had this i woke up dude to 117 texts <laughs> oh yeah and it was this whole thread of, of everybody in the band talking about this thing so i go through and i read the, everything and the the the, the upshot at that point was that it didn't seem like we th this venue had enough uh, uh, stuff for us to, to use that, or they didn't have any stuff. Or I, I don't even right. know. Right, they were just providing you a stage. Yeah, and there wasn't an, any sort of plan and and the consensus was at the time that, you know, if we're going to do this, let's let's be smart about it. Let's do it right. And then that kind of developed after I had woken up and part started to participate in the conversation. Um, so some things got done, allegedly. So we'll see. It will, I, I really want to, I asked to, like, we're only going to do like 10 songs. So I said, you know, let's put together a set list so we can, uh, and they want to rehearse too, so we'll probably rehearse next week. And... Um, I just requested to have like let's have a set list so we, I know what to rehearse so we all know what we're gonna be rehearsing, um, you know that makes sense right? Yeah. Um, and I haven't played, I haven't really practiced bass in, you know, since we played, uh, since we last played March fifteenth. I've picked up my bass a couple times, but I haven't sat and practiced. Um, so I'm gonna need to do that. Get myself back in 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 the gear. Um, Giddy up, partner. So uh, we'll see, and I'll, I will uh, I'll share with you by next week. I guess I'll know what the set list will be, so I'll share that here. Maybe, dude, just maybe, if you're lucky, there'll be a Dave Edmonds song in there for you. <laughs> oh, one can only hope. <laughs> oh, God, 
Um, I'm, I'm just I'm concerned about it too, and I, I'm, I think it'll probably end up going through some revisions. So I, I hope the powers that be in this band get on it now and get it done, so we can tweak and perfect, perfect, perfecto, steel. Yes, um, and make it more gooder. Yeah, always more gooder is better. You know, and rec the value of recorded videos is not to be underestimated, too, because it's it's uh, it's that moment in time that you will always be able to go back and look at, and, and we've talked about that before. Oh yeah, my friend uh, Jay Delaval, who is a brilliant songwriter. Um, he's also a singer, guitar player, and he's a guy I played in a band with in Jersey uh, about. 12 years ago. No. Yeah. What is 25? He's the mustache guy? Yeah. Yeah, the mustache guy. Um, and we did a bunch of playing and some touring, and I talked to him on the phone a few days ago for a while. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And uh, he said he had some video of a show that he, he reminded me that we did that I completely forgot about. He's like, yeah, and he's like, yeah I'll send you that. So he sent me that this morning. Uh, a bunch of video clips of that, and and video clips of another gig too which i think i had seen before but not in a long time so i watched through those today and it was nice man it was it's always nice to kind of go back and watch yourself play and see yourself from that perspective um and hear yourself from that perspective uh, you know we've talked about that numerous times the value of recording and going back well, listen, even when you're starting off and, and you want to record yourself just to get ideas and to, you know, see yourself, how you look and what you sound like. And, you know, it then takes on a whole different meaning, like you said, later on when you're recording performances, you know, where you're going back and saying, oh, man, listen how great that was, you know. Yeah. And and it takes you right back to the, the venue that you recorded it from. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Yeah, the one of the shows was in uh, on the pier in Hoboken, out uh, with the with the New York City skyline in the background. It was the uh, like Sinatra Park, maybe or no, it wasn't. Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't Sinatra Park because it, it had a long pier kind of thing that went out. Um, I don't know. It, it was in that area, but Hoboken. Um, but yeah, outside, early afternoon, people all walking around, people with lawn chairs, uh, people jogging around, people in weird costumes for some reason. Um, and uh, yeah, going back and listening, like, wow, the band sounds good. You know, the the songs were good. We did mostly or, uh, originals. And right. But just going back and watching it, like, and hearing, again, hearing my playing and hearing my tone, 11, 12 years removed from actually doing it. Is uh, it's it always makes me feel a little better about myself, <laughs> like oh, you know, like you know, I I sound good there, and I'm choosing good notes, and I'm and I sound like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm fooling everybody. Acting like I'm the best part of finding those old videos too is like you said, just listening back because it is mainly originals, you know, a lot of the stuff I have too, and. uh you know, to think of how much time and effort and energy we used to put into, you know, writing the songs, rehearsing the songs, 
he said, coming up with, you know, the banter, having a show, having to look for the band, you know, arranging stuff a certain way on stage, playing tons of gigs, you know, and having, like, friends help as road crew, really having, like, a 10-person entourage that we're, you know, traveling around with for, you know, two, three, four years. Um, you know, on, like, mini tour, if you think about it, you know, it's just that you went home after the gig, you know, but you're at times stayed over maybe at places, but for the most part, you know, had one night gigs or multiple gigs, but different places. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, how much fun that was and, and how much, uh, it, it really contributes to, to be, to, uh, anyone that's, you know, striving to be a musician or to be a better player, you know, play a year of gigs and you're infinitely better than you were taking a year of lessons. For sure. Or just sitting in your room and practicing. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of merit to that, too. You know? Yeah. You can only get to certain levels of, of dexterity by practicing, you know? Yeah. I still have to position myself different after sitting here for 40 minutes. It's starting to get a little tough to sit in one <laughs> spot. Do some yoga poses, like tree, standing thing, you know? Oh, I can't do that. can't do that without making a ruckus. Could be healthy and do the podcast at the same time, Steve. Come down. Oh, I can't wait. It'll be like two, probably another two or three days before I'm like fully healed here. Um, and I uh, oh, can't wait. I feel like I'm just going to go do everything then. Like I'm going to go jogging. I'm going to. Skipping down by the <laughs> levee, Stevie. You will be. Down by the levee. We have these things early in May down in, in the south called swarmers. Do you know what swarmers yeah. are? You do? Some bugs. Yeah, they're bugs. And they come out early May, and there's like millions of them. I don't know if I'm exaggerating with that number, but it seems that way. Because it's like the locusts invading. And they're everywhere. It's crazy. And it's... Sounds like when you go outside. <laughs> it's, and it started last night, and like, I I just saw like, I had, uh, they're attracted to light, these things, these swarmers. And I had a, the light on here in my studio, one light, and I see, out of corner of my eye, I see one flying by the light, just one of them. I'm like, uh-oh, here they are. And I have the t those two patio glass doors, I have them open, both open a crack because I have a, an extension cord with lights that go out to the patio, and they, the, they're right. plugged in, in inside, so I have to have it open a crack. So I went... And unplug those things and close those doors tight so that th these things can't get in. Yet still, there was another like eight or nine of them that I found flying around in here that I had to kill with hairspray. And how big are they? They're small. They're like like gnats. Maybe no, they're bigger than gnats. Uh, yeah. They're you know they're like three times the size of a gnat. Flaming aerosol. So <laughs> not <bomb. laughs> See, that would be yeah. a super bad idea, man. Bye-bye, <laughs> bugs. No, yeah, bye-bye apartment complex. <laughs> no, just a little blast, you know? No, nothing crazy. No, I just do the hairspray. I'm not doing it with a flame. I'm not insane. Yeah, hairspray with the flame is what I'm talking about. No, that's insane. I'll start a fire. Fire! Uh, I don't need to kill them that bad. They're they're not <laughs> they're not dangerous. They're just annoying. <laughs> back you swarmers! Like got a I got I got like swarmers you the metal uh, helmet and and a flamethrower. 
the butthole. Like a on your head. Fire retardant bodysuit. And Banaka. <laughs> Dude, Banaka. Banaka. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get them bugs. Hey, remember Little Rascals who was bug hunting? No, I never watched Little Rascals. Oh, you never watched Little Rascals? Yeah. <laughs> He's bug hunting with a ball peen hammer. He's going around smashing all kinds of shit, looking for, you know, chasing bugs around. Mm. Or it's kind of like. Uh, It'd be there, sorry. Bill, Bill Murray trying to kill the gopher. Damn gophers. Caddyshack. Yep. Explode them. Uh, but the the good news is with these things is, like, even if they're swarming around, there's a million of them, they die in, like, 20 minutes. They just, like, they fly around and they, they their wings fall off and they die. I don't and know. that's it. Yeah. I don't understand the point of any of it. Um, yeah. So th- it's just a pain. To, if it's inside, then it's a pain to clean up because you got to vacuum. Thankfully, you're not a swarmer, Steve. Oh, I know. I might have been in a previous life. I wonder if that's with the, with the beginning. You may have been a swarmer. Yeah. Or oh, I thought you were no a swami. Oh, a swami. I think in my next life I want to be a murder hornet. You see these things? Are those, are these these um, giant wasps that are now here from Japan? Yeah, the murder hornets they call them. Yeah, murder hornet. Leaving nothing to the imagination there. It's you know, it's going to kill you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's they're big. It's not even going to like accidentally kill you. It's going to murder you on purpose for no reason. Murder hornet. It's the size of your thumb. Who came up with that name? Couldn't call them something else. So they're not murder so hornet. They're big. They are big. Did you see the size of those things? Gee, many crickets. They're big. Coming for you. See, I'm not afraid of that, though. I remember, the, remember the killer bees thing when we were young? Oh, yeah. The, the killer Africanized bees. bees. Yeah, the killer bees are coming. Are you still... They're coming? here. Are they here? Did they make it? Oh, yeah. It seemed like a lot of hype. Hmm? Look it up. People still dying from it. Killer bees? Yeah, and like craziness too. Like when they find the people dead from the bees, they remove like 8,000 bees from inside the guy. Like all jam-packed down inside him. No, that's not a real thing. (laughs) Look it up. Dude, they go everywhere. In the ears, up his nose, inside, outside, covered. No. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Look what? it up. Say, Alexa, play me Killer Bee News. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it right now. No. O- open up your cabinet right. or um, no, unplug your toaster and Alexa. All right. All right. Alexa, how many people have died from Killer Bees in the last year? One or two. One or two people. Right. But I said, but they, but when they find them, when they're so violently killed, they're usually filled to the brim with bees. I don't believe inside. That. That's a that's a horror from a horror movie or something. Yes, that's the crazy truth. Why? No. 
Yeah, dude, they go frenzy style. They <laughs> they go big, man. They go big and go home. Is that you why know? they only do well, one they, or two people I, a year? Because that they're all focused on filling the 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 cavity of of the dead carcass. I guess if you're just unfortunate enough to run into a killer bee nest, you're dead. They will they will kill you. Well, yeah. Sure. If you run into a nest, yeah. Yeah, or you ha- or you happen upon one. Right. Yeah, well, then, if, if you run into a nest, then you deserve to get killed by killer bees. You may not even know about it, dude. Okay. I don't know. You may open your sliding glass drawer with the hose and be like, ah, oh, what a beautiful sunny day, and right above you where that bird nest was is packed with killer bees, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're dead. Uh, Just like that. You become a vacuum cleaner for dead house. <laughs> I had this happen a couple of years ago here. I, I gotta tell you the story. See, I have these two bedrooms that are on opposite sides of the apartment, both facing the same way. Uh-huh. Um, two bedrooms, opposite sides of the apartment, both facing the same way. Kind of mirror image bedrooms with patios, with the sliding glass door with the patios. And I was, I, I would normally keep those doors open unlocked almost always they were unlocked um and i was like but i didn't spend a whole lot of time out there and then i was going to clean up this a couple years ago but soon after i moved in i guess and i was going to clean up on the one patio sweeping because there's a lot of pine needles and all that stuff on the ground and then i hear the buzzing above me and i look up and i see a huge wasp nest with lots of wasps on there like lots of them <laughs> and then I'm, I'm like oh shit because I'm a little scared of things to sting me so I'm like oh shit okay um, and then I, I back up and, and, and then I look up on the rest of the thing and there's like three more of them there's three more nests not as big but some still kind of big and they're, they're everywhere I'm like I no, this is no good I can't, I can't have this um so I go to the store, and I get the uh, the wasp spray. It goes, you know, sprays the thing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yep. And then I come back, and um, uh, yeah. So I go and I and I do it, and they get they get freaked out. I mean, a lot of them were just dropping to the ground and dying, or dropping to the ground and try struggling still to live. And a lot of them are just flying around or whatever, and some are still on the nest. And like I, I did as good as I could, and then I'm like, all right, I gotta close, close this door. And then I'm thinking, should I lock this door? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not gonna lock it. And I don't know why I thought that. So I'm like, okay, I gotta give give these guys time to calm down or die or whatever. So I'm like, I got my broom. I'm gonna go over to the other patio and clean, you know, sweep that for and this is when i had butler too the dog is here and he's kind of following me but he's i kept him inside i didn't want him coming out while i was cleaning so i start i go and uh, try to kind of close the door and then uh, i'm sweeping and i guess i closed it too far as i'm sweeping like there were no wasps on this side by the way and i'm like you know i got everything in pile i'm like all right i gotta go get the dustpan and i go to open the door and it locked so I was now I have this patio and there's a fence that's about five feet high around it. So I'm stuck and I had no 
keys and army. I had no. Um, <laughs> no, I, so I think, to somehow venture over to the other I, patio, Sandals scale on. some fences, and then go in through the wasp area. Where the angry wasps are. Yeah, I had to figure out a way to first scale the wall from from where I was to get to the outside. I, my, I knew my front door was locked, and I knew the only way I could get back in was that other sliding glass door, which I miraculously somehow thought to leave open. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I climb over the thing, and and it it's not easy, you know. I'm 50 years old. I'm trying to hop over this five foot fence that is not designed for climbing. It's you know, <laughs> um, it's 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 rickety, and it's and so I go. <laughs> I actually got myself up there, climbed over, and then went to jump down and fell just right on my ass, right on. And it was grass, fortunately, but I fell right on the grass. Now my next challenge was getting over the other fence because again it's five maybe five and a half feet high over there and i had no way of boosting myself up up onto it so i'm like all right what am i gonna do how am i gonna get on this thing and meanwhile yeah there's angry wasps flying all over this this area beautiful yeah so there's a laundry room across the way and i go and i remember this they had the cart the one cart over there so i go over to the laundry room and i get the uh the cart nobody's around fortunately I wheel it over and I turn it on its side and that boosted me up like two feet and I was able to, to boost myself over and and not get stung and get back inside to safety. <laughs> wow. And ever since then I have not locked those doors. I won't lock those doors anymore. See, lesson learned, man. And I have the, the keep up on those wasps when you see them coming. Get rid of them soon. Yeah, yeah, I did. I saw last week the, a one. I saw one flying up there, and they were just starting to build their little honeycomb there. And I said, "Nope," and I got the broom and I just knocked it down. And the wasp came back, and he was looking at me. He's like, "What'd you do that for?" I said, Listen. "Beat it." Yeah, that's Move what I said. On, I said, "You got to find some place else to buzz, because it's not going to be here." This. Did you hear about the murder hornets? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, they're coming, so they're going to kill you, too. And he was like, all right, thanks for the tip. I'm here already looking for you. No, he was like, all right, thanks for the tip. And I said, yeah, no problem. And he he just flew off. Fucking jumped, stung on the neck, and took off. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, he was grateful. He was grateful that I told him about the murder hornets because he didn't hear about it. He doesn't have cable. (laughs) Access to that sort of information just yet. Yeah. So yeah, that was my little wasp story. Wow. Yeah, good times. Yeah, dude. Wa- you don't want to mess with wasps, yellow jackets, things like that, man. They they get nasty. They sting you up. Yeah, I don't even understand their purpose in life. Like cockroaches, what are their purpose? I don't know. We were kids. We used to mess with bees all the time. Wasp nest, you know. I mean, all the time. Bad news. Why would you do that? You do, You mean on purpose? Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? Like someone would say, oh, dude, there's a bee's nest at so-and-so's house in this bush by the driveway. Be like, okay, yeah, sure. So then you'd see a bee or two going in, and you'd go over and, like, shake the bush and run away. It was yellow jackets, and they would come out like like, like a cloud of them, you know? And they would all be, like, wailing around the bush, and you have to get pretty far away so you didn't get stung, and then they all slowly go back in again. Were you doing that as, like, fun to do? That doesn't sound like fun to me. <laughs> Something fun to do. I don't like That's bugs, all. man. Bugs, bugs, ugh, bugs. Not as much as they used to. When it, I mean, I just used to not be able to. 
anything, any bugs. I wasn't one of those bug kids. You were you were a bug kid. Bug kid, a bug kid. Were you a bug 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 kid? <laughs> no, no, bug, no, bug kid. No. I mean, we used to go get worms and go fishing and stuff like that. Yeah, didn't bother me. I remember digging up the worms. Catch lightning bugs and smear them on yourself, make like glow and dark tattoos. The lightning bugs thing. Do people do that anymore? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I see them. I mean. You know, if they if they land on you, I don't smear them on. You know, we'll put them in a jar and keep them. They just cruise around. Yeah, we used to collect them in a jar, and then we would set them free at the end of the night. Yep. And they must have been like, "What the fuck did you do that for?" <laughs> yeah, like, come on, they're trying to go light up tonight. Yeah, but I want you to light up my little bottle here with the holes poked in the top, my pickle jar. <laughs> snakes we used to catch snakes. Oh, yeah. Occasionally, we have snakes going. Yeah. I can't do the snake thing. They're too uh, erratic the way they move. Not not too much with bugs. Hmm. More gas and fire, things of that nature. Yeah. Jumping bikes, bikes through uh, fire pits and shooting Roman candles with a guy on a bike with a raincoat. We'd wet him down first, and then he would ride. We shoot Roman candles at him. <laughs> right, you could tell me that yeah. story. Yeah, we, oh, used, yeah. we used to have the bottle rocket fights. Bottle rocket fights, yep. Pew. We used to put M80s on arrows and shoot them into the air with compound bows. Like, oh my that. god, <laughs> those things are loud, man. It's fun. It's a good time. Those things were loud. Yeah, it was like thunder. It would it would really be like thunder, and, and you know the arrow would disintegrate, so it'd be pe- just splintery pieces everywhere. Yeah, it's dangerous shit, man. I don't think I ever <laughs> lit off an, an M80 by myself, like actually lit the wick. And no, I wouldn't do it. I, I was at a party where a guy lit one up and threw it in the guy's room. Oh come on! While he was sleeping, yeah, it blew a hole in the floor and the rug and everything. Bad yeah, news. well, yeah, and woke him up. <laughs> and woke him up. And woke him up. And party over. Yeah. Party instantly over. Yeah. <laughs> the people used to bring them to concerts. Remember that? Fireworks at concerts. People oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Fireworks. and uh, I don't remember hearing M80s too much. Because an M80 in an arena. Yeah, M80s were pretty heavy duty back then. Yeah. I mean, people did left. the fireworks thing. but The firecrackers, I should say. And then the blockbusters, those were super duper loud. Yeah, that was like real, real deal explosives. Like fireworks back then, we used to get it. It was like the black market. You had to find some. Hey, I know a guy. Yeah, I know a guy. He, yeah. Well, he knows a guy. I know a guy who knows a guy, and we can go meet with him. But it's got to be, you know, at behind the Rite Aid, <laughs> behind the strip mall, right by the the, the garbage bin. We're gonna meet him there at six fifteen. Yeah, blockbusters. He's dude, got used to blow stuff up. He's got a gross, a gross. Yeah, he's got a, a gross of fire, or a brick of firecracker. A brick, he's got a full brick he's mat. Got a gross, man. A mat of firecrackers. That was like, yeah, gross. Twelve thousand. One hundred forty-four. Yeah, that's a gross. See, you learn things when you. When you're a kid, you learn all kinds of measurements. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
rockets. We used to put bottle rockets in wiffle ball bats too and shoot them that way oh, at people. Oh no! Oh, like wiffle ball bats with the uh, with the top. The hole. Oh, with the yeah. At the bottom of the handle, there was usually a hole. From, I guess when they cast it, or how they made the molded plastic, there was always a hole in the end, and you stuck it in there and. Oh right, right, right! Just a little tiny hole. Yes. Yeah. To, okay. Just stick in there and just light it. See, I don't know if we ever did that, but that's a great idea. We must have done that because that's a good <laughs> idea. Oh, we had all kinds of great ideas. Do we take the sticks off them, put them in a pile, and just light them, and they go all, all over the place? It was like random, mm. like a shootout in the driveway. Yeah, yeah. We lit off bottle rockets one time, and it landed, I guess, in the mulch by my neighbor's yard and lit the fence on fire. <laughs> we're like, you know, we're like, we're like breaking up firecrackers, making like an, our own MAD. We were like, <laughs> fire trucks come. We're like, oh man, look, fire trucks are driving. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, dude, fire trucks pulling the driveway. Yeah, that's when you run. It was my house, so I couldn't run. We had oh. to hide everything and then go figure out what's going on. Oh, dear. Yikes. Yeah, it was like a divider line between them. We're like, I don't know. Some kids were shooting off fireworks earlier. Yeah. They went that <laughs> they way. Been doing it. <laughs> There's a broken bottle, I think, on the ground. The sun may have just been at the right axis where, you know, that happens. It melts and then it makes the you know, like fine pointed, you know, heat and it causes fires. As evidence, does this fence quit catching on fire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we witnessed that. a miracle today. Thank you. Yeah. Imagine that. I'll let my parents know you were here, officer. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> we got stuff to blow up. Yeah, as soon as they leave. Close the on, please. Yeah. Good times. Are Aren't you that troublemaker kid with the band? That's right. <laughs> he always had the more. <laughs> the, the, the pyrotechnics. He always had the yuts that would stick a firecracker down his pants, too, just to be funny. Or at least I knew somebody like that. And then he was surprised when it started to hurt, when it hurt. We used to light off firecrackers a lot and, like, throw them in the bathroom or under the door of a bathroom when people were in there. Oh, that's, no, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get, you can't escape, dude. You're stuck. Yeah, yeah, that's no good at all. Yeah, we had some funny times with. Uh, speaking of firecrackers, we worked in in the city in the Bronx. We were doing this job in the hotel, and this kid Rudy used to mess with us all the time. So we made a fake blockbuster, like bomb, you know, like a pineapple sized thing with a fuse sticking out of it. It looked so real. It was like a cardboard tube painted the color wax in the ends you know the whole nine yards so one time he was in there we did the same thing we threw a pack of firecrackers in the turnstile they had like bulletproof glass you know where like the teller was from it was like this rough bronx motel you'd go up and put the money in the turnstile and flip it through so the turnstiles <laughs> open the one day we throw some firecrackers in there close the door then he started fucking with us every day so we'd made this fake bomb, and it was middle of the summertime, and we it had double doors, like you know, to get in. Like had it was bulletproof glass, double doors, and they were both open. We snuck in, came running up, got into the office where he was, held the door open, had some words with him, like you're you're gonna learn how it is to be, you know, if you're gonna mess with us, this is what's gonna happen to you. You're gonna get blown up, and we lit the 
the fake bomb and oh, threw no. it on the floor and then closed the inside door and then closed the second outside door and dude watched him through the bulletproof glass and he like jump on the ground jump on the couch on the ground oh my god tony open the door oh god, let me get go run to the phone and he's like and do like a- absolute sheer terror well, panic yeah. mode in this, this little enclosed booth. Well, yeah, he's, they, he thinks he's about to get blown up. <laughs> he's climbing on the counter, dude, with his fingers in his ears. I can see it clear as day, like it's yesterday. And then the thing's like, shh, burns out, done. Nothing happens. And we're like, see, how scared, see how scared you are right now? You better be that scared, man. You better not mess with us anymore. Because next time it's going to be real. And the guy was like, you fuck up. You crazy. You get out of here. You crazy. You fucked up. I think you made your message clear. You got your point across. Oh, my God, dude. This is the funniest thing ever. Oh, man. Kids. Do not try the this at home. We have to die. Sheer terror. We have to make that disclaimer. Do not try these things at home or anywhere. No, allegedly, this is something I heard <laughs> that may have happened. We do not condone this behavior. Curbandcentral.com. Go sign up for a free profile. That is still the thing to do. And be safe and. Uh, Wash your hands. See you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.